Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Howdy, welcome yeah. and thank you and hello. Yeah. Hey, Richard. Well, again, yeah, I was just going to say, we're only going to be able to use that music for a couple more weeks and then nobody's going to know what it is. We're going to have a whole new movie and a whole new music. Too bad. You know that, I was thinking of that. Excuse me, I'm cracking open a beverage. Um, There's something poetic I, about using a, a piece of music that's going to go into Yesterland, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to ask, um, you know, one, I was going to mention it was nice to hear that music again because actually I haven't heard it for a long time and it was uh, done post on our last show. Uh, that This music is still going at the moment? No, I just shut it off. No, 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 no. Oh, at the park because yes. I, I under I understood. Actually, I read a post or something that the new show had already opened at one of the parks uh, besides Shanghai, um, and I just wondered if anybody had heard anything about it or. I heard it's premiering like middle of next month. Okay, because I, yeah, I'd read somewhere it was already showing somewhere. That's why I wasn't. Uh, yeah, it's quite sure. I had the only heard. thing I know of is it's it's during the soft openings of Shanghai, and then of course the official openings on the sixteenth. Disneyland will or California Adventure will start showing it on June seventeenth. Because I don't know if it was a wish of someone on one of the posts saying that they might be showing both, uh, or if it doesn't go over very well, that it might end up being. One in one theater, one in another theater. You know, it's always a logistical nightmare, I think, because people requesting which side they want to go to, which yeah, that can, would be, can I play agree. havoc with the lines. But, you know, it's what's so different about that than asking for the front or back of a, a roller coaster. You know, you sometimes you have to deal with that. But anyways, um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. It doesn't seem like a, an attraction old enough that will be you know, phased out. I mean, a well-done attraction. We've seen a lot of crappy attractions go by the wayside, but um, I think well, everybody likes this attraction. I, I think it's not because of lack of like. It's just that they want to, ex, you know, they expanded this show over in Epcot quite a few years ago, but it was still the California film. And Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let's back up. When you use the word expanded, you mean they added this attraction in another park it was still the Correct. same film but it was more, still the more same screens film. more screens different no, they only have two screens over there as no far no as I know. no i no i think when you used the expansion you used it in the wrong context i do believe they added um some screen i, I thought okay, i read they added some screens and, for capacity there but um, let me back up and say they took this show in included it over at Epcot. Thank you. A few okay, so years you're, ago. you were choosing your words more wisely. <sighs> yes, he was. <laughs> and they put it they put it over at Epcot Center, but I actually did hear while uh, where, I was there. Where? Where where'd they open that up? <laughs> Bite you. I have not heard uh, of this place in I, some time. I thought it was you. closed. <laughs> I uh, actually heard a couple people Old say, habits die hard. Come on. Yeah, they do. do you know how many shirts I have seen that are the classic Epcot Center with the classic writing on it? I mean, well, it's, it's I the retro thing. Seen... They were they were reselling those when I was there. Was it? I know shoot, seven years ago for the it, uh, anniversary. It looks very very cool seeing that because I have not seen any of the new crap stuff. It's all been the classic Epcot look, Epcot well, was, Center look. Where did I see? I was watching an old film, um, and when they panned by 
people walking down the street. It's like New York. There's a guy wearing the Epcot T-shirt, the old Epcot Center T-shirt. I'm like, and this was in a major motion picture. Uh, God, I can't think of what it was now, but I remember taking a screenshot at the time and oh. posting it probably when the DPN was still relevant. Uh, that's that's like in sometime. That's like in Blue Thunder. The, oh, the yeah. uh, girls' car has the Disneyland cast member yeah, parking, parking tag on the rear mirror. Yeah. 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 I thought that was always a classic. But anyways, uh, I when I was there in Florida, I heard a couple of people comment, well, why do we have to deal with the California show? Why can't we have our own show? Blah, 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 blah. So I know there has been a desire to be able to see more than just, quote-unquote, California, although I think it's a pretty special film. So How many landmarks new one, would do I don't know if Florida. I'd say special but it's a great film i actually thought florida would go the more the route of what they did with circle vision they did a world circle vision versus of the america the beautiful uh so i wouldn't have been surprised if they had done that kind of film in epcot and then keep the one here in california but since we're really kind of getting away from what dca opened as and it keeps morphing yeah, you know, I, I'm not surprised. Um, they changed it up, and hopefully the show has done very well. But it is still called Disney California Adventure, so you would think it would still be California centric. But hey, you know, I, 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 I know I there's a, supposed to be a great to Disneyland show. scene in there. Well, well, you know, once it's up and you can get us in there to see it, um, I'll be more than happy to go review it. Okay. Well, I think uh, June. Yeah. June seventeenth, it opens 17th. up, and the entire month of June is open, I believe, right now for sign-in. So, yeah, and probably the worst month to want to go see that because all the other hail hole pass holders will be there. Yeah, but yeah, they'll be, they'll be blocked know. out here soon. Oh. So, no, oh, they're actually oh, all in, going in the weekend getting, ones, right? Yeah, the the California yeah. Select or whatever it's called. Yeah, the uh, they're all over in line at the Hyperion Theater in Hollywood for Frozen. Which yeah. opened up this last week? Ugh. I've I've heard. Why do you say ugh? Did you not like the film? The film was excellent. It's just overdone. What isn't these days when something is successful with Disney? Oh my gosh! But come on. Uh, I um I saw the, you would, Mark Eads post a review that basically said he was pleasantly satisfied. Roughly, I think I'm paraphrasing or. He didn't jump up and down saying it's the greatest thing ever, but he didn't pan it saying, ooh, big mistake to get rid of Aladdin. No, but Aladdin wasn't overdone. Aladdin was pretty stinking successful, don't you think? The, the Aladdin, the film? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I got to say my first round of Aladdin, I wasn't that impressed with it. It grew on me, but I didn't. to me it wasn't an initial home run. It was maybe a ground rule double. And then it grew on me a little. All right, so what would you say that a home run would be then? Lion King, the following film? I think, yeah, Lion King was... Oh, Beauty and the Beast, rather. Excellent. Beauty and the Beast was before, 91. Beauty and Beast, I, I, I think Beauty and the Beast was definitely a home run. Okay, so Beauty and the Beast home run. Do you feel that Beauty and the Beast was as saturated as Frozen? No, but I think you're talking about a, a different time and a different... The internet isn't even the same as it was back then. I think it's there's a lot of things that I think are just amped so much more than they need to be now. That you know, even though 
every a lot of people thought Michael Eisner was the ultimate whore with getting Disney the Disney name out there. Um, I think we've reached a new level of whoredom uh, <laughs> with with Disney marketing. Is, is that a word? I'd say. Where can I find that in the dictionary? It's a mice castism. <laughs> yes. Okay, so anyway, for a movie that came out, you know, uh, three and a half years ago, no, two and a half years ago, 2013, 14, 15, yeah, two and a half years ago, it's just, I'm tired of it. That's all. That's why I say ugh. Ugh. What? Nothing. You asked why so, I was, you know. I know, I got distracted because someone I told that I would be podcasting at a certain time walked in and looked at me is like give me the phone signal like are you on the phone i'm like no i'm so i'm mouthing to her i am podcasting you could have said uh, you could have said that i'm podcasting and we would like okay we know that could have <laughs> but i chose not to and then and give I us checked, dead, i give checked us dead, out for a second dead air instead. okay yeah. so um all right well let me uh run down some uh reaction right because we we dropped the show Oh, wait. Well, who's squeaking on me? Is that you guys? That was me. All right. Um, so we, we have received some email because that's why I was n- asking you to get mine back up because um, no, I hadn't heard anything. No email, really. Um, let's see. Other than junk. Your, your junk filter on our email sucks. There is no junk. There right. you go. There is no junk email <laughs> filter. All right. Let's see. Uh, one person sent an email saying, welcome back, um, saying it's been far too long since the last one. Um, someone wants to know what, what our thoughts, hopes, and worries about Star Wars Land are, and if it maybe it deserves its own gate. A lot. <laughs> okay, so he says he knows land around parts, but scarce. What our thoughts are. So we'll have to, this come from Brian, and we'll have to devote an episode to that, I think, a whole... Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, and then some Facebook feedback was all just all aimed at disbelief that we actually threw a show out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> disbelief, a good disbelief, or you guys really need to hang it up because no, no, you're good, good, dis- and irrelevant. And- <laughs> good disbelief. Yeah, are are they happy we're back? Or yes, yes, we, I got a lot of. <laughs> are they getting the shovels to bury us again? No, no, I got a lot of positive feedback thanks for you know please don't stop kind of a thing you know i got a lot of emails around the 60th asking for the 60th show and then that never happened so i I think people are happy you know would be happy that we're back i mean our 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 25 or so people that listen like this hey uh, yeah yeah, yes um so yeah we got the you know some why i don't know but facebook if if each feedback. of our listeners gave us a quarter a week might be able to afford a cup of Starbucks. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then, you know, a lot of retweets. If, if you're and, into that kind of thing, you know. And sharing yeah. of the link. Um, so, yeah. Positive feedback about us dropping shows again. Good. So there. Glad. Can't wait to hear more. Um, of, a, of a special note <laughs> is Earl said that he loves the staying power of frontline cast members don't know shit. With the, <laughs> with the hashtag, of- I, I, you know, I saw that post and I wasn't sure if he was referring to any specific thing. Uh, since but he, I don't see what he directs at MiceCast unless I see a MiceCast thing pop up. Since you administer that that account, so yes, but he but he hashtag thanks Shanghai. So I think he was talking about our discussion about oh gotcha. that frontline cast members 
pushed out the thanks Shanghai thing, and then we talk about maybe disproving that is what's causing the problems. Oh, got you. That's what I think. Well, not not only frontline frontline cast members, and thank you, Earl, for that uh, that note of confidence in us. But uh, I, I think it's that evil doer that we've talked so much at that one website that thinks he knows everything and is the self appointed um, guardian of Walt's dream. And what 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 did he call himself? Once I saw a thing is like self appointed or. Um, uh, what do you, when you keep people honest, like I can't think of the word right now. Watchdog, like watchdog, yeah. It's like you know, blow me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. So we, you know, people will be happy to hear when we put oh, this good. episode out. So we should mention. I think we are recording on Memorial Day, and you know, our thoughts and prayers would go out to all those families who uh, did not have their loved one in the military come home. Well, I, uh, or I, those are people came home in you know the the negative sense of uh, not still speaking and upright. So that for them, Memorial Day is every day, right? That is true, and yeah, it's not a, a day to have barbecues. And even though I did smoke a tri tip and <laughs> cook up some things, uh, I was today. terrible. I went grocery shopping. Oh, sure. that, that. I, I did do the. I, I went to the Scottish festival, and there is a Scottish military. Um, Oh, I saw your nephew. By the way, you did. Um, I was wondering. Yeah, Push was there. I was wondering if you ran into him because the um... he saw me. I didn't see him. Um, I, I might not have noticed him at first. He, I don't want to say he's. It feels he's filled out. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't recognize him at first because I had been distracted by a stormtrooper in a kilt, and I was shooting my own little. I was testing out this little device made by road called an iographer i'd won it in a contest came with a little shotgun mic and this thing you put your iphone or your ipad in whichever one you chose i chose the iphone one um and so i was shooting some videos trying to edit on splice this app on the the iphone and then post it up from the, the scottish festival and you know, like always, when you're using new equipment, you thought you push record and you didn't. Uh, the he hit the the stormtrooper. You know, gave me a thumbs up, and then I went back because I saw him go around the corner. I thought, oh, maybe I'll go take my picture with him. And he stopped by two pipers, and they play. They were playing the um, uh, Star March. Wars uh, Imperial March, and of course, I had hit stop from a previous record and not record, so I I missed all. That. It was awesome. Uh, and not too long after that, I, I bumped into um, try or Travis, you want to call it trash can, a push. <laughs> and uh, I was telling him about it. And he's like, oh, that is so awesome. He hadn't seen him. I'm like, you know, it'd be really cool is, you know, they, you've got these stormtrooper. Uh, what do you call them? Um, groups or. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're 501st Legion. Yeah. Yeah. The, a legion to form the Scottish Legion of that. And make it a whole one just based off, you know, uh, kilt the kilts. Yeah, okay. So, because I, I, so I was there, and one of the guys in uh, my AMVET post is part of the Scottish Military Society or whatever they call it. And he saw me walking by and he says, Oh, why don't you, you know, come over? We're going to do the, you know, um, salute to veterans. So I thought I was going to video it. Well, they ended up being short somebody to hold one of the flags for one of the services. <laughs> so he so I ended up, I ended up holding the army one. Uh, through the ceremony and I forgot you know how, how much you know we take for granted maybe when you're what? younger when you're standing out there for an hour at attention 
with a few parade rests. You know, that's a long time standing in one place. Uh, you can handle it. Uh, plus holding the flag and dipping it, you know, as a salute now and then. But the interesting thing was they had a 90-year-old B-17 pilot from World War II was there. And they had one of the Tuscany Airmen, uh, P-51 pilots Tuskegee. There. Tus, thank you. I always get that wrong. Um, so that was kind of cool to see these two old World War II aviators. Because I just read an article about a guy. This was on, I think, uh, military.com. Uh, he got a trip. He wanted to go see where he he was a B-17, I think, waste gunner or something. He wanted to go. Um, go but he hadn't been to France since, you know, the war. He went over there on a tour. He had seen a few things. They were in a bunker. Um, and when he came out of the bunker, I think he must have had a heart attack or something. So he died overseas going to sea. He never made it to France or wherever he wanted to get to, but he did see a lot of sights beforehand. Uh, it was a, kind of a moving story, this uh, a guy finally getting to go back and, and see where it all happened. And I saw where that. Was, I saw yeah. that you see that? Yeah. yeah. We, we had a uh, interesting guest at the park today and was going to be our special guest at retreat this afternoon. He was a code talker. Oh, not many of those uh, left. Na- Navajo yeah. code talker? Yeah, Navajo code talker. So that was that actually was a very, decent movie. Cool. Did you ever see that movie they made about the Navajo code talkers? I did not. Wind talker, yeah. When, yeah, I, I liked it. It was, it, was, it was it was a tough film to watch at times though it, i mean it i mean yeah you know. what, what what you know as much as i like saving private ryan there are moments in that when you're just like you know oh yeah that's you know. that movie's pretty intense yeah yeah or i don't know i'm sure you guys saw sniper is that what it was called? american sniper american uh, sniper Bradley cooper yes yeah that was a good movie Surprise. there was not a dry eye. I like Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Uh, I, there was not a dry eye, and never. I I can guarantee you, not one person got out of their seat through credits. Stayed all the way to the end, and all you heard was sniffling. Uh, very moving. Terrible so, waste. Yes, yes, it was. So moving on, are we going to talk anything about Disney? We do want to talk about the retreat and the changes, but we decided not to do it on on Memorial Day. We'll do it on another time uh, because that's kind of something that's dug dip deep in my consciousness because of all the i think bullshit around it uh what the hubbub. We're, we're complaining about uh but I did, okay i did tease you guys about eight pin publishing right yeah okay uh, why in, is that our, in, in our why in is our that semi pre-production okay when i started uh imaginary my way i'd got a sponsor sort of and it was a pin publishing and she was publishing some books I'm looking at one's called Homecoming, Destination Disneyland. The other one's called Disneyland, The Beginning. Her grandfather was a photographer Walt Disney had made a deal with at the register to come take pictures of Disneyland as it was being built. Okay, So she's published some books with those photographs. Well, you know, I don't know, six, eight months later when I was talking to her again, she kind of like forgot who I was. I'm like, okay, she's not really taking seriously who she's um, making deals with, I guess. Uh, and she went to one of the mouse fests. She's, she's a nice enough lady. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't think at the time she knew much about Disney or the Disney fandom, but she had all, you know, access to all these photographs and made these books up. Well, recently I got an email saying she was starting even a, either it was a Kickstarter or some crowdfunding campaign to help with lawyer fees because she believes she 
owns them or they should be in her possession. Her grandfather took these photographs while employed for the register. Now, I may have some small details wrong, but the gist of it is he worked for the register, not for Walt Disney, I believe, to the best of my knowledge, when he took these photographs. So that means any and all work product is owned by the register. I would think so, yeah. Okay. Well, Chief believes that her father or grandfather wanted her to have those. Does any of this ring true when you've known people who get involved in family disputes and stuff? Oh, I believe my grandfather wanted me to have this. My mother wanted oh, me to have this. Sounds you so know, familiar, yes. my, my, I promised my father-in-law I would do this or, you know, all this stuff. Well, I don't think she's got a legal foot to stand on, but she's raising money for lawyer fees. And I get, you know, that's the world these days. Now, if you can't get money, you go to Kickstarter and plead and cry and, you know, do whatever you can. I just don't, I don't get it. I think it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, now, if they wanted to sell them to her, I could see a kick pan, you know, Kickstarter to raise, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to get rights to my grandfather's photographs. And I really need to raise $3 million. Knock yourself out. I might give you five bucks. So but she's is she going after the register or is she going after Disney on that? No, I no, think, no, no, I, think, I, believe I think it's Disney's the going after her, sounds like. Someone's going after her. You know, I, you know that's the funny thing. In her email, and let me see if I can even find it if I still if I actually saved it or left it in my email accounts. I, I that's funny that you should say that. I hadn't thought about that, Mike, that um, they might be coming after her for her publishing these books but i would think it would be more the register but then i then back up again where did she get the photographs or the negatives to publish these books because it doesn't look like someone has published a book of copies of pictures they were printed oh here it is in fact i found it um like please share this link uh and it's GoFundMe.com forward slash Disneyland Photos if it, people are that interested. Uh, Disneyland photographer Mel Kirkpatrick, 1902 to 1962. Please help me get back my inheritance back. Specifically, I'm trying to get my grandfather's negatives of his Disneyland photographs. Mel Kirkpatrick's career as a news photographer began in 1948 and, and eventually became the chief photographer for the Orange County Register, then called the Santa Ana Register. Mel's style was so unique that it captured Walt Disney's attention. While uh, while Disney had all the machinery at hand to build castles and rivers, one thing Walt didn't have in place for his staff to develop photographs. As luck would have it, Mel was on the spot and granted Walt's staff unlimited access to his darkroom. The park's first images were developed in Mel's Santa Ana darkroom. Okay, all sounds good so far. Having done this, a friendship-business relationship began to develop. Walt Disney then opened the castle drawbridge and gave Mel unlimited access to the park during construction and throughout the early years of Disneyland, a privilege not granted to other outside Disney staff's photographer circle. Mel Kirkpatrick covered the park in the first spade of dirt or from the first spade of dirt shoveled to the uprooting of the orange trees all the way to the completion of the park. He was there for the infamous opening day known as Black Sunday. I like the history lesson as we're getting through this. Uh, now I'm trying to get the Disneyland images that Mel Kirkpatrick took through the 1950s back into my family's possession. Okay, again, back into my family's possession. He's working for the Santa Ana Register. These images taken during that time when Mel and Walt Disney had those meetings uh, of what Walt would like to see on film, I believe 
should be in the hands of Mel's family. I cannot go into the details about my court case, but I'm asking for Disneyland fans to please support me in my quest. Please help me get my grandfather's Disneyland images back to me, to me, the person whom my grandmother left them all to. Please, if you're able to donate, blah, 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 to legal fees is blah, 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 God bless, blah, blah, blah. Now, so if she he doesn't even say is it if it's the register that has the natives or is it Disney that has them? No, she doesn't. But if he was employed, you know, okay, he said that Walt gave, she said Walt gave him access, but he was employed by the Santa Ana Register, and that he let them use his his darkroom. So there's there's a lot of streams being crossed here, and it. What it looks like to me is he worked for the register. Walt gave him access. They probably published stuff in the register. But if he did it as an employee for the register, but not as an – she never said he was hired by Disney and said that Disneyland had staff photographers. They just needed a place to develop photographs. I don't know why they just didn't build a dark room around there, but, you know. All right. Well, it, so, to me, it just comes down to the same thing of, well, if he – you know, ownership is nine tenths of the law. I mean, whoever owns the currently holds the negatives, I would say, is the current owner of it, whether that be the register or Disney. Put the link exactly. into the Skype chat, would you? Uh, it wasn't a link; it was an email. I can you forward said, it to you. Oh, okay. Oh that, yes. Oh, there is a link to the crowdfundme. Yeah. All right. Do you both. Put that? Do both. Just so what? What I'm also wondering here is if you know, like you say, we don't know what the details of the court case is. What if? She had the negatives that her grandmother had given him because he had kept them. But, like, okay, give you a good example. Guess who has in their possession all the negatives from the four years that I went to high school? Some teacher. No. Wait, four, wait, four years of pictures that you took? Because I was the head photographer for the school. For, okay, for at least three years I was the head photographer. I love these, these names I make up, right? I was the head lead. Whatever. I was one of the only guys that took pictures in the school. <laughs> Had the dark room, blah, blah, blah. Who were the other two guys? Yeah, theoretically, the school would own those because they paid for all the the chemicals, the film. Sure. Uh, but everything. You, but you had the negatives, right? I, and, well, what was funny is the year before, the guy that was in charge of it then, he kept them. It was kind of a thing. You just kept them. The school didn't seem to care or know what was going on. So I just kept them. I'm just wondering if... Mel had got kept a lot. She used them to publish these books. And now someone's coming after her saying, whoa, baby, I own those negatives. Maybe the register, maybe Disney. We don't know. Interesting that she doesn't say who. You know, I find usually, right, the details are sometimes in between the lines or what people don't say. Yeah. Don't you think? You know? Yeah. I'm not going to put yeah. the link in the crowdfund because it, the link is in the email. Yeah, yeah so. just send the email. Yeah. Did you want a copy also, Shaft? No, that's okay. Thank you. So speak, right. speaking of email, did you get your stuff fixed? Y yes, I did. Richard? I have not had the <laughs> opportunity to do that okay. yet. No. Yeah, he took, the, he took the, the time to say thank you and couldn't take two <laughs> well, more he, minutes. He said, to well, he was at work today, right? Oh, that's true. And what, what is to us one or two minutes is probably an hour for him. So. Well, and then I come home, I'm working on the yard, and then I have to uh, 
put the medicine on the dumb dog and the yard. dumb expensive it's, it's, dog. See, yeah, is your yard all concrete? No, my yard, the, my pile of dirt that's out here that I've it's given covered, up on trying to grow dog grass, crap. So. You no, know, for for as small as that little spot is, you could buy the roll of grass <laughs> they sell at Costco <laughs> and fake cover grass, it. You mean, right? Yeah, and it's going to look just fine back there. Yeah, that's an idea. I haven't checked Costco yet. I have. I've, I've been checking everybody else out. I was and right I, now, now. It's about four hundred dollars to cover it. So yeah, how many well, square feet nothing. is it? That's nothing. It couldn't be more than ten by fifteen. It's fourteen by eleven. Yeah, pretty good, close. Good eye there, pretty Greg. Close. Pretty close. Now here's the 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 one the good and the bad of Costco. Sometimes, what you see one weekend won't be you there. May the not next see day. for six months. That's exactly, and yeah. it might might come in again. <laughs> like I I bought um, one. I saw a guy rolling around with um, LED uh, light fixtures like you'd hang in your garage. The, uh, I've, the been look- I've been looking. You know for what those. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the long, so, the long tube looking shop lights. Shop lights, shop, perfect. Yeah, but so they, don't, I, they don't throw out enough lumens, though. Pieces. Of actually, drug. believe it or not, the ones I bought. Um, so I bought one replaced. It's it's brighter than my old fluorescents. They're they're super bright. And because I, I saw a guy wheeling around, he says, "Oh, over there," and I found like one. Then I couldn't find any more. Well, six months later, hey, they had them again. So I bought another one. I haven't hung it up yet, but they're super bright. At least if the ones I bought it. Costco. I don't know if you bought one at Costco or uh, no. No, I was researching. I was I. Oh. all three of the shop lights in my garage. Eventually, cr- the ballots crapped out on them. Yeah, it's typical. They're cheap. They're oh, yeah. Mm. Well, actually, they lasted like fifteen years, which is you know not too bad. But um, I wanted to replace them with LEDs. Have them last longer. But when you compare lumens, the lumens of two sixty-five watt or fifteen watt or eighteen watt, whatever the long four-foot things are. The two of them together put out much more candle power than the two LED ones did. So, well, don't LEDs. I was when I was talking to a guy over when Greg and I were first looking at some LED lighting. They couldn't tell us exactly how much light the LEDs are putting out, and it's always kind of now they're they're putting out estimates. They're not actual true amounts. They're putting out estimates, and. I was always kind of wondering, why can't you just measure an LED light? Fortunately, one of our listeners, uh, Carl, was explaining exactly how LEDs work and why it's a little difficult to actually measure. It's just the type of light that they put out. But, they, yeah, they're getting very bright now. Okay, and I've Mike. seen a couple of good shot lights. I just picked up the box because it was sitting just around the corner here. It is um, instant bright fullness. No humming. No, It's 38 watts of usage supposedly, and it's 3,700 lumens. Wow, that is bright. No, it is not. 3,700 lumens. Okay. 3,700 lumens? Wow. Yes. Because 1,100 lumens, 1,600 lumens is a 100-watt bulb. So and thir- it's... Um, What's it's, the color? Uh, uh, it's it's cool white, 4,000K. <sighs> 4,000, okay. They're, they're, they're super bright. Yeah. You know, if you're ever down in my neck of the woods, if you're slumming down here at the beach, uh, they're pretty bright. My preference is see now. Here's we get. Here's how we get in the weeds. My preference for color inside the house, in most places, is three thousand. Bathrooms and kitchen, thirty five, thirty five hundred. Nice for the color. warm lighting for the color. I like a little brighter, and then you know, I like eleven hundred nice. lumen minimum. But all the the cheap 
sixty watt knockoffs are only eight hundred. That's crap. Yeah, my I've had a big problem with a lot of the LEDs and, and the price and and I don't like five thousand. The five thousand color just don't like it. The daylight well, color. That's, day, that's daylight. Yeah, but it's that, it's too blue. But that's, it's good in a in a workshop or, or oh, yeah. garage environment. Or when you're nice filming, yeah, but. No, I know the girls all want the soft light, and the, you know the the makeup looks good, and blah blah blah. Then they get outside, uh, and you go, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Silence. Star Wars yeah. land. No, no, we're not going to do Star. Wars. We, we agree. We agreed that would be a whole be show. Own, maybe that would be its own thing. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. Well, we we, start, we started to talk about Frozen, and we got sidetracked when someone interrupted me. Uh, so no, obviously nobody's seen it yet. But you think it's? I actually think it's. And this is my other complaint with Disney sometimes. You know, you you when you open up an attraction, for the most part, you never open it up with a film being released because. Quite frankly, you never know if it's going to do well, right? So they've waited, what, two years, year and a half since Frozen was out before they really did their first big investment into an attraction, a show, something like that. So for me, it seems past its relevance. But look how well Aladdin did and how late Aladdin came out. Yeah, but I, I want to say that time frame gave Aladdin some time to fall off the radar for a bit. Could be. I actually haven't really heard much of Frozen myself lately. I mean, for a while, it was all over the radio, commercials. Uh, you talked about saturation. I haven't really seen that saturation lately. Are you still experiencing it somehow? No, 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 no. I'm, you know, for the, but for the first year and a half, oh my gosh, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um but, you well, know, considering I, how bad the Walt Disney Studios, not necessarily the animation studio, but how bad the, the Disney Studios have been tanking on most of their major films, I think they needed a win, and they were just going to take that to the bank. Did you hear what happened this weekend with the two films that were released? Uh, what two films were released? Alice. Uh, there's Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Alice oh, it, Through the Looking it, Glass. The looking it's, 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 it's out already. I've seen yeah. the trailer, but I... And what was the other? Weekend. What was the other film? Uh, the other one is a Sony release, which is X Men Apocalypse. Uh, what did they both tank? I know Alice yeah. tanked. Seriously, and so did X Men. Well, both okay. of them came in well under what they were expected to do this weekend. Oh, okay, but th- okay, underperforming first weekend doesn't mean a mo- okay. You opened it on Memorial Day weekend, which can be good and can be bad because uh, AAA also estimated one of the highest levels of family travel via vehicles and we've had in seven years. So people may not have been, you know, you can't watch well, it in the national park. This this is the comment that I have made in the past that you really can't tell anything until the second and third week come by. I got to jump over to box office. Um, um, I was about to do that too. <laughs> My go-to place for uh, uh, film information. Hey, by the way, have you guys ever watched Project Greenlight? No. You ask that every show. You all, saw every- all two of them. <laughs> Very funny. It says X-Men Alice leads off Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, oh, that is the one thing. X-Men came in one and Alice came in two. So, 
how can that be bad? But Al's only twenty six million. Which is uh, oh, what was X Men? Sixty five million. Sixty five. Yeah. And then the nearest thing to it, Angry Birds, was eighteen. But look at the top. Look at the full chart for so far for twenty sixteen. Captain America one point one B. I know. Zootopia, Zootopia, though, there's a success for Disney. That's almost a B. Now, Jungle Book, a, Jungle Book, also successful for Disney. See, I heard some ho hum, so so comments about Jungle Book. I wanted to see it. It looked like it'd be good, but I haven't really. You know, okay. Let's say we say hubbub on the street, right? The talk on the street, the the buzz, if you will. I haven't really heard any buzz about Jungle or Jungle Book. Lots I've of heard, word of mouth. I've heard lots of word of mouth. See, I haven't. Well, the people around me who have seen it have been, eh. Zootopia, Zootopia I've only heard good things about. I finally saw Deadpool because my daughter oh, gosh, got it on hilarious. Apple TV. So I logged into Did you her like account it? to watch. I, yes, but it was also so far over the top. See, I don't know the Deadpool story. I don't know the Deadpool story either. I just know it was over the top. It was like watching Weird Science. It was awesome. Yeah, I I, I didn't know how to feel about some things where literally the self-deprecating references to Ryan Reynolds' failed superhero movie, (laughs) which was, you know, kind of funny. The whole thing was hilarious. Uh, It was so violent. Oh, Not yes. That I, against violence, I guess. Yes. But, it was, well, it's rated R for. Like, oh, my God. Have, have, rated have R for a reason. Honest, have you seen the honest trailers for. Deadpool? Uh, Deadpool. I saw that. Uh, Ryan Reynolds does a guest appearance as Deadpool during the honest trailers. That's hilarious. And he's just sitting there going, This is not one of your kiddie films. This is violent. This is. Uh, and there's a lot of effing language in here. And he's going through the whole thing during the Honest Trailers. Well, pretty much he says that in the film itself. Yeah, he does. Uh, kind of self-narrating the, which, the whole thing. Which is, uh, yeah, which is the fun thing where he keeps breaking the wall, fourth wall and a, keeps a talking. fourth things. wall break, it's not a fourth wall break. That's like yeah. 16 walls, he says. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got to say, yes, I did, I did enjoy it, but I, I was almost walked away going... Oh my God! What the hell was this? You know, oh, but it, it wasn't. It was very enjoyable. I'll give you that. I have not seen Batman versus Superman. I'm not either. Me, all the buzz on my street was it sucked and that Ben but, Affleck. But it's still it had the metal with it. It's but still, look at it. It's got more it, money than Deadpool does. Oh yeah, it did. And then Jungle Book's Iron Man, Zootopia, which okay, I still so seen. so you're saying okay, so you're saying um, that the the Disney Studio hasn't done well this year, right? That you started, you made that comment just a couple minutes ago. Well, Greg, Greg? I, I didn't say. I don't think I said this year, but recently they've had some okay. bad runs. Okay, so yes, but you know, if you if you take away Captain America because that's Marvel, it's Marvel, but it's still a point of vista okay, picture, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, but Zootopia and Jungle Book are Disney films, Disney, and they're one, yes. and they're number two and three. Not bad. So it's looking like Alice through the looking glass. Is there a picture on a Disney property? Okay, what's Richard mumbling? I don't know, but I want to finish my sentence. Okay. But Alice through the looking glass is their first, I'm going to say their first bomb this year. 
Well, for, you can't bomb it in the first weekend. It, 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 I mean, okay. well, it's it looking only, like it's going to be. How's that? It only costs 170 million, so give them a chance, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's not looking good when it only made 34. But let's see what they gave, gave a Monday estimate. Monday estimate for Apocalypse seven. was seven, oh, 14, 14 million, and Alice another seven. Still, so an opening three-day weekend of a little over 30 and almost 70 for... I wouldn't say X-Men is going to be... I mean, for a three-day opening weekend in the 70 million range, doesn't sound too bad. Let's we'll see what it costs. It costs $178 million to make. So they've got a lot of ground to make up. When you, Basically, you need to double that amount um, to break even. All right, Richard, what are you mumbling over there about a Sony property? No, I was just making the comment. Uh, you take a look at the top five, and... Four of them are Disney properties. So four. Yeah, Deadpool's a Disney property, even though it was made. I think it was no, Sony that made. No, it's... no, no, no. Deadpool is Fox. Okay, okay, Deadpool Fox. Is, and but you know, it's, it's a, Marvel a Marvel character, it's but still a Marvel character or Marvel property going through Fox. Nope. Same nope. as the uh, X Men. X Men are also going Fox. through. Are also Fox. It's just and, that it's licensed from Disney or from nope, Marvel. Nope. It's licensed from Marvel before the Disney bottom. Yeah, so they, right, but that's, so, that's, you know. so Sony or not Sony? Gosh, you got me. Got Sony. So 20th Century Fox hangs on to the rights, um, just like Sony gets to hang on to Spider Man. Okay, rights, yes, but some money's got to trickle back into Marvel, which Disney ultimately sees. Sure, but you know it, it was not. And and that's what Wall Street looks at. There there was a an article, and I I don't know where I saw it. It might have been theme park news or something that was breaking down that whole incestuous mix of you know why marvel can't be in the east coast parks or which marvels could be because they were already licensed to universal and and this whole torrid mess just like you know in the um uh marvel let's say the captain america uh, world right now, the the Avengers world, you will never hear them use the term mutant because that's licensed out as part of the X-Men world so they will never use mutant in the Avengers world. And this is where it gets really screwed up. Yeah, they use um, it human or enhanced yeah. human or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if we went back to 2015 and we saw some of the failures or 2014 you know, there's some money to be made up if they can, if you can really do that. I mean, it's accounting wise, it's gone, it's bad, but it's it's refreshing then to say. I didn't know Jungle Book was doing this well because I really, you know, I saw the buzz coming up to it, but I haven't heard any buzz since. But obviously, it's doing well, and maybe I should get out and. All right, uh, so I'm gonna look at it. 2015 to see because you said in a while, right? So we know what the number yes. one movie in 2015 for Disney was, right? Yeah, where did where did you search that? You just said I just top twenty. I just, did, I just did the next year for box office mojo. Where, so you, where do you see? Where okay, was so that? you go down the side where it says box office daily, weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. yearly. Click yearly, and then the, the, all the yearly show up. Then you can click oh, on twenty fifteen. Th- thank you. Okay, twenty fifteen. Okay. Oh, all right. Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Avengers. Uh, let me look down and see. Okay. Inside Out. Right. Okay. Wait. 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 Let's let's back up a second. Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Star Star Wars is Lucasfilm. I know it's owned by Disney, but let's look at Disney Studio. Okay, Disney versus, Studio. Okay, Inside and Out. That's no, what that's, I meant by Disney Studio. Do you consider Again, Inside Out Disney, or you still consider that Pixar? 
No, that was actually uh, Disney Studio. That wasn't Pixar, was it? Inside Out's Pixar. Is it Pixar? I didn't see it. My wife thought it was really uh, clever. It was clever. And, uh, yes, directed by Pete Docter. So, yeah, Pixar. Okay. Uh, so I haven't seen that. So okay, let's, let's see uh, next. Uh, Ant-Man. Now it's Marvel. Hey, wait, wait. You said Cinderella. Cinderella, I, number nine. Hmm. For the year. Interesting. Uh, let's see. I, I'm, well, I'm looking at what it costs, what it make. It's a break-even break movie. Um, Made $200 million. Okay. But, it, okay. It costs just a hair short of 95 So the typical figurine is you double that. They've got to make. So they've got to make $200 million to break even domestically. Good dinosaur, That's bad. Old. That was Disney. Yeah. That was Which Disney. Which one? Good dinosaur. Good dinosaur. I didn't see it. Neither did I. Tomorrowland. Ugh, we know the story of Tomorrowland. We talked about that already. Yeah, it didn't do well. Uh, no matter what Richard does to try to save that film. Bridges, I still like it. I like. Uh, no, I liked it. Just not everybody else liked it. Bridge of Spies. I, I didn't see. Well, it's one of those where I can say I I enjoyed it, but it should have been so much more, and it left me disappointed. Not to say I didn't enjoy it, but it left me highly disappointed. What about McFarland USA? Did you see that movie? Which one? McFarland USA. Kevin Costner, the runners from Central California, cross country guys. Never, never heard of it. I watched it. It's a good movie, but it's low. It's still in the oh, top yeah. one hundred. Max, the they dog. Didn't re- they didn't even oh, release the budget on that one. Maybe I have to go back because I was thinking of the what year was it that they had? Um, because they've been living off. Marvel and uh, Disney for a while. Uh, what was the year that we had the Johnny Depp failure? Um, uh, what was that one called? Lone Ranger. Oh, I've lost oh, track yeah. of time. So maybe 13? it's been, you know. Um, and then we had uh, John John Carter. Carter, Carter Mars. Yeah, which I enjoyed the film, and I think it was horribly, horribly marketed. Um, but I enjoyed the film, and it lost its you know, pants. Yeah. All right, here. here, Here's a Disney movie, Maleficent. That's 2014. That's high. Number eight for the year. Well, I see I heard mediocre things about uh, that. I, got, uh, I only got halfway through it. Really? Yeah. So, you know, there, I mean, you got to admit, there, there, are, um, there are films who maybe make some money because the loyal fans will go see it, but it's, they're not great movies. Um and like I say, unless they more than double their money, it's pretty much a loss. All right. So what would you say? The, the, all right. So I have 15, 15, 14, 13, 2016. I'll bring that up too. So so you want to discount Marvel and you want to discount well, Pixar. I just want to make sure I understand. I, well, I don't necessarily, okay. so, I don't necessarily want to discount them because Disney obviously owns them now. But if they did not have those, let's qual- and they I just did want, not. Yes, let's qualify yeah, they, your qualify your statement that Disney Studios is having a hard time. Yes, if they did not expand their universe by buying all the successful universes, gotcha. Where would the Disney Studio be? All right, so take out or the Disney Animation Studio. Where would they be without Pixar? Where would they be without Marvel? Without uh, Lucasfilm? Okay. Where does Disney stand on its own? All right. So this year, two big movies, Jungle Book and Zootopia. So yes, far. Yes, I, I will totally agree with you. Now, I All see right. those numbers. They now, look very good. Now, last year. Let me go to last year. Let me put. Let me filter on Buena Vista. Star Wars, no. Avengers, no. Inside Out, no. Cinderella, number nine. And it was, it, it's a break-even movie. All right. The rest was Ant-Man. Okay, that's Marvel. Good Dinosaur, I heard, was a flop. 
Uh, yeah, I heard, heard nothing good about Tomorrowland, it. Tomorrowland, we know, is a flop. Yep. Bridge of Spies, I guess, did okay. Earned some Oscar you know, earned some Oscar talk, right? Okay. Guy won Best Supporting Actor. Here, here's a funny thing. I was thinking about that because I wanted to go see that movie, and I thought with a person like Spielberg, you know, on the helms of that, you, you got Tom Hanks. You do know that I know there's a film that all three of us will agree was a great and wonderful film. It won Academy Awards. It was barely seen in the theaters. And it's about space. Oh, the right stuff. Yeah. But if you were to just look at numbers like we're doing right now, um, you would you'd be surprised that it's Academy Award winner. All now, right. so uh, Richard's movie part two did almost as well as Bridge of Spies. What's Richard's movie part two? Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. <laughs> I'm just filtering up. What? I, just... I love the first one, by the way. I haven't seen the second one, but I thought the first one was funny. So, All right, so Right Stuff, was that 83? Just look up Right Stuff. I, I looked it up once just to see how well it did, and I was surprised at how... Um, yeah, but I, I want to see it on a chart. I want to see how it compared to everybody else that year. Right. Well, right, I'll so just I... search right stuff for you and tell you what year. Okay. It was... Um, oh, crap. Does it not say what year it was? Oh, uh, 1983. <sighs> it did $21 The brain still functioning. Yeah, but so, you know, com- compared to who? And two, 229. Well, let's look okay. up. Okay, all right. So domestic gross, you know, the highest domestic gross that year, 83. Think about it for a second. So I'm going back here's 83, Return of the Jedi. Yes. 20th Century Fox. <laughs> right. Okay, but keep looking down that list to find the right stuff. There it is. Warner Brothers, number 33. Number 33. Out of 163 films. But still, Not 33 bad. under stuff like Never Cry Wolf, Twilight Zone, Never the movie. Never Cry Wolf, big deal. Twilight Zone movie, good movie. Porky's 2. Come on. <laughs> the next day. I saw that movie. Blue Thunder? Yes. I mean, Come on. Jaws 3D? Terrible movie. That was on Never Say but Never Jaws Again. Jaws 3D did $45 million Terrible movie. Holy cow, that movie was crappy. <laughs> it was, okay. So I went to, went to visit the in-laws and they had the television on while we were talking, right? And the Jaws, the end of Jaws 3D was on. And I'm like, I tell my kids, you know, I paid money to see this in the movie theater. And I'm they're looking at me like I was crazy because it was bad. Oh, really bad. bad. Is it was that the one that was in Florida too? In the Florida theme uh It's uh, supposed to take place in SeaWorld, yeah, but it was obviously California. Yeah. No, no, one of them because they had the uh we didn't have the tube that uh they could go through oh, yeah, yeah. at the time. Yeah, it's okay. So that was actually filmed out there. Uh, hey, did you see uh forty four Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone? Space <laughs> What the hell is that? <laughs> Uh, oh, that was I huge. vaguely John remember the name. Molly Ringwald movie. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But All you right. know, so the, what I'm saying is, you know, a film could, uh, like you were saying with uh, Bridge of Spies, could do very well at the Academy and do crappy. Well, look at Return of the Jedi. Okay, it, it got it got technical awards, but it never got an acting award. Never got a Best Picture nod. No, um, and it never. Those kind of films never will. It's just I, I personally think it's a personal prejudice of the Academy that that kind of stuff will never win. But things, I was actually surprised recently when certain politically correct movies, good or bad, didn't win simply because they were the politically correct movie. And the one that everybody was making the hubbub about that they got screwed on, I watched it 
And I actually thought, and I, I would have liked it to have been good because it's an interesting story. It really wasn't that well done of a movie. Oh my um, gosh. So here's a, here's a film that didn't do so good. Of course, it's 39 for 1930s. Christmas Story. And now you can see it 24 hours on Christmas Day. I, you know, That's right. I've never really liked the Christmas story. What? That's one with the little, the little kid, right, talking about yes, getting his, Come his, on, his... the best one-liners are in that movie. Come on. Uh, maybe I'll watch it. You put your eye out, I, kid. I have to agree. It's never been one of my favorites. Oh, you guys I, are. Terrible. I know. In, in Kohl's this year, they had all kinds of merchandise, like the 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 light with Red the, Rider with the um, the foot, the leg the lamp, shoe. the leg lamp, the leg, the leg yeah. lamp was in there for Christmas. I mean, you see it every year. Um, you know what's funny is there's two, there there are two James Bond movies in the top fifteen in 1983. Yeah, never never say never again and um, Octopussy. Octopussy. All right. You know what's so sad is okay. I'm looking. I'm looking at this list. I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. I saw Flash Dance in the theater. I saw Trading Place in the theater. War Games. Yes. Octopussy. Yes. Sudden Impact. Why does that name ring a bell? Oh yeah, Clint Eastwood. Hell yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Clint okay. uh, Dirty Harry. Yeah, Staying Alive. No, Mr. Mom. Yes, Risky Business. Yes, uh, Vacation. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Superman three. Yes, Big Chill. No, I was too young. As for the people that are like ten years older than me, Never Seen Ever Again. Yes, Jaws 3D. Sadly, yes. Scarface. Yes. Boot Thunder. Yes. Yentl. No. Silkwood. No. Psycho two. No. Porky's two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Uncommon Valor. That was an awesome film. Saw that. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs reissued that year. Didn't go see it. Now, look at that number, though. 30 million. Re- 30 million. 30 million for a reissue of if, Snow White and It's Seven essentially Dwarfs. free money, right? Because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so you pay for distribution, right? Of but course. Still. What do you think the distribution cost was? I, I have no idea. <laughs> but look, only 1,300 theaters. Wow. All these, All these movies, Return of the Jedi, only 1,000 theaters. But but look at the you know if you look at the films that year, and what do you see that's really a family film in that year? Uh, there's one or two maybe. Mr. So Mom, Mr. Mom, maybe. Yeah, it's borderline depending on how. Vacation, you come on, vacation's a family movie. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a little PG thirteen by today's standards. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but okay, Snow White. There's your family movie. Thirteen hundred theaters. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it did so damn well. Oh, that was a year of Valley Girl. I like that one. Oh, boy. You still got Superman 3 going here. Oh, this is the year of Richard's favorite dumbass movie, Brainstorm. <laughs> that was a cool movie. Made yeah, a whole $10 million. million. Come on, she's dead. Come on, go easy <laughs> yeah. on her. Uh, where, where, you know, where is it? It's oh, there it is, down there. Yeah, you know, I, I still think it was an intriguing film, both on the concept of the story and the way they were filming it. But these numbers, sure. okay, these numbers don't mean anything dollars unless you compare them to today's dollars. You know, like there's got to well, be a way to. That's that's my thing. If if you go and you filter these kind of lists by actual tickets sold or uh, adjusted for inflation, these top lists change dramatically. In fact, Snow White will be, I think, in the top ten. If not the top, may I used to be in the top five. I don't think it is anymore. Pirates uh, of Penzance released in ninety one theaters made six hundred ninety four thousand. All right, adjust. I gotta say, that's hilarious. The uh, the cost of movies is has changed dramatically. You take a look at the movies that were made back in the eighties, and you're heavy. I mean, you're taking a look at something like Return. What was it we had up here? Return of the Jedi. 
and that was an astronomical like 25 million dollars to make or something like that and yet today's films we're talking about films that are costing r- routinely 100 plus million dollars to make 32 million dollars to make Return of the Jedi, yeah, but again, okay. which was astronomical at the day. But again, adjust that for inflation also. But if you go to the adjusted inflation for ticket price, Snow White is number 10 in the top 10. Gone with the Winds, one. Star Wars is two. Then you have The Sound of Music, E.T., Titanic, The Ten Commandments, Jaws, Dr. Zhivago, The Exorcist, Snow White, and The Seven Dwarfs. That's your top 10 when you adjust for inflation. What's crazy, though, is the number of theaters from back then to now. Well, oh, yeah, they've exploded. I mean that 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 is crazy. You know what? Here, and I know I asked you guys about Project Greenlight, and Richard flippantly said he's seen all two episodes, and there's four seasons. But no, um, I'm talking about. Hey, you asked him. You, I've heard you talk about it. In and a I lot, said, yes, in all no, two shows. I, I, yes, yes, I, that's I, what he meant. But here's a, here's an interesting thing: 2013 versus 83, right? 30 year difference. Yeah. 688 films to list. 1983, 163 films to list, and some of them are reissues. Or, you know, from previous years that they just stick out there again. Well, it was funny about that. I, I'm, I, I'm going to get back to the Project Greenlight analysis here in a second. Sorry about the but, film discussion, by the way, but that's tend to where we go. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, film is always topical. You, Sorry, you, you, you sidetracked me again, and uh, <laughs> God damn it, this time. Make notes. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. They're talking this about time. Project Greenlight. You're talking. Oh, no, we no, no. I was good. I was going to get back to that. But you. Oh, how many films? You said in the, the last few years, how many films a year are you filtering versus the previous years? Right. No, I'm. I'm not filtering any films. I'm having it show no, all. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. But you're saying in the in the recent years, there's been how many films a year? Uh, 2013, because I'm you know 30 sure, years. That's good. Yeah, 688 films ranked. Okay. In, in the 80s, there were... In 1983, 163. Okay. Haven't you heard, and I know I have, that there's been a reduction of films made, that there aren't very many good films anymore, they're all the same, and there's not as many made, and that we need to get production back up in Hollywood. Well, I think the production is way up by those numbers. Yeah. Now, if you talk about how many good films, you know... Or how, because you've also heard, why does everything have to be a tentpole? Well, if there's 600 movies made in that year, I guarantee you maybe 10 of them, maybe 20 were tentpole movies. The rest of them were just average run-of-the-mill movies. Well, I think part of the comment is, the key phrase is, in Hollywood. Uh, You have a lot of movies coming out because you have a lot of uh, work that's being done outside of California. It's not, not I don't mean Hollywood and the general... Meaning, well, film, films being made. When I've heard people discuss this, they actually don't think as many films are being made. I bet you today. Okay, so here, yeah. here's uh, I, I'm uh, I just as a lark for 20, 2013 clicked on the last page just to see what the the thing was, and I think they're including everything that's submitted by independent, you know, knuckleheads off the street. Because number six eighty eight is a film that was released in one theater and made seventy two bucks. Yeah. Well, right. you know, and you, if and, you want and, to be considered for an Oscar, and let's say you're a documentarian or a short film, and which don't get shown in theaters anymore like they used to, you rent out a theater and you sell tickets that can qualify you to get sure. your. But compare entry. that with the uh, the last the, the 163 film in 1983, and it should have made thirty thousand dollars, and doesn't give a theater count. Um, 
They literally the, probably the, don't know. The next anymore. one, here, Puberty Blues, one theater, $237,000. Puberty Blues. All right, so let me get to my Project Greenlight comparison. So, you know, it's 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 not an apples-to-apples comparison because they're, the, this list is old and... and Right. In more recent years, but, they have more information, and they're and they're including sure. more stuff. Okay. Okay. So, on Project Greenlight, which just came back in the 2015 season uh, to HBO, it went two seasons. Uh, two seasons on HBO went to Bravo, and then has been gone for ten years. Okay. So, in the first, so this last film that was made was made, I think, roughly around three million dollars, and you hear all the producers and all the crying about how little they can do with that kind of money. And then I was reading something about um, how much it costs to make Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. So Game of Thrones costs roughly $4 million an episode and Game of, or uh, Game of Thrones, $4 million an episode roughly. And the um, uh, Walking Dead, 2 million. The one big, um, Game of Thrones when they had the big sea battle a few scenes back cost six million. So I'm thinking what I what I've seen on screen for four million dollars on Game of Thrones and there's a lot of CGI, there's a lot of effects, there's a lot of locations. I don't see what the bitch now the only thing they have in their favor is they've got kind of a oh how would you say a production in motion. So each even though each episode is this much, it's still it's an hour episode so let's say you double that for a two-hour you know equivalent of a movie eight million dollars but I, I hear the whining of what they can't get done it's kind of interesting to watch the if i know i it's it's probably they call it a documentary but it's probably as much reality tv as it is documentary you see what it's like having to work in the confines of the studio system and watch the producers you know put the big old foot down the bean counter um, versus the creatives, it's really kind of interesting, and I know they edit it for all they can get out of the drama, but it's still compelling uh, to watch and, and see how films get made and things are chosen. It's I find it fascinating. So that that was my comparison on you know how much things cost and all the all the movies we're watching. Actually, we went back and what were we found season three because it's on Bravo on. Um, YouTube, and we're watching it as a horror film. That's actually it's the only one of the films that actually has made money, and there's been two uh, two sequels made. It's called Feast, and then there's like Feast Sloppy Seconds and Feast <laughs> the Final something or something like that. I don't know. They're horror films, so <laughs> Sloppy Seconds. It's like I thought that. Yeah, it's a great little uh, pun on the the name. So. One of the, one of the things I remember way way back when when we were still well technically we were just out of high school I was uh, one of my first years in college. Have you ever heard of the name Dan Curtis? He's a director Can't and he directed a, he directed a couple little mini series including one called The Winds of War, and hence the reason I got to watch it because I was in a World War II history class, but. One of the comments when they were interviewing him... That's always a great use of time in teaching is, I'm too lazy to teach. Watch this. Well, no, it was in addition to the rest of the stuff we had to do, too. um, It was mandatory homework. Everybody was expected to watch it. Oh, okay. So, um, 
but one of the things Dan Curtis made the comment when they were talking about, you know, he's used to doing these big budget productions for movie theaters and he's doing this miniseries. Did he feel any different about it? And he goes, oh, no, no, because he could do so much more on the miniseries because filming television, and I can't remember what the price is. He gave the exact numbers out, how much he was spending on this thing. But he says, you could never, the cost it would make this into a movie, you couldn't afford it. The, the fact that it's television, the prices are different, is the only reason you can afford making something like this. I, I don't and see the, I don't see. I don't see the how the, you know, the film or I mean, you're still filming in those days. Yeah, you know, and, I, I don't get it's, it. It's just one of those. It's one of those weird little things. Probably the I efficiencies honestly, that te- television has come up with when they put stuff together. Yeah, well, and and <sighs> it's also something something about on because you, Greg, you and I both had the same experience on when you're explaining one thing one way and you're explaining something another way. It's which hand comes out and how far they throw it down to your towards your pocketbook when they're when you're saying, "Hey, I'm doing this type of show." They really put that hand out. If you back off and say, hey, "I'm doing a different type of show," they don't want as much. It's always the handouts that everybody wants on it. But I've always thought it's always been interesting how television can be so much cheaper to do a production than it can be on a movie. And when you're t- talking about uh, Game of Thrones being considered, I mean, yeah. You have a large ensemble cast. You have a heck of a lot of CGI. It's a big uh, epic period piece. And yet, conceivably speaking, it's, uh, I mean, uh, comparatively speaking, it's not as expensive, near as expensive as trying to do the same thing for a movie screen. But you wonder, too, though, what the pilot might have cost. And then once you've got a lot of things in place, there are some costs that don't necessarily reoccur. Like the sets, right? For example, a portion of the sets, yes, you know, um, some of the CGI because you get to reuse it. Just have to punch a couple uh, different buttons. Yeah, that's like saying, "Oh, you only have to push a few buttons and you can draw my house." Uh, that one I won't <laughs> go quite as far as saying. Yeah, got yeah, the that's CGI all there is. Contracting um, your players, right? You can tie your yeah. players into. Yeah, but it was interesting to see how much those series cost, and you you see on screen what you're getting, and then you see on screen what that one did. Or this one did, you know. It's I always like to see how much it costs. Like I've never really understood why a Pixar movie can cost as much as, let's say, an Avatar, or not. Yeah, you know, or uh, I'm in Avengers. Uh, you would think, since it's all in the computer, and I, I'm not saying it's as easy as putting a, pushing a button. I know it takes a lot of a lot of guys to rig and still rig and animate those individual characters. But you're not building sets. You're not high. You, yes, you're hiring actors for voice. But, you know, there's there's a lot of things you would think you'd cut out of the production, yet they are still as high. Now, I've been told that a lot of times with Pixar, because they're constantly developing new tech, that a lot of times that new tech is wound up in the picture also um, as far as costs go. I mean, again, this is secondhand, so, but secondhand from a source I, um, you know, pretty much trust. So, you know, I don't know. I, I can't say 100% sure that's what they do, but that's what I've been led to believe. Okay. So that could could cost. Like, if you look at Zootopia, I don't know if you still have that site up. You know, what did Zootopia cost to make? I do not have that site up anymore because I thought we were done. Oh, okay. No problem. Actually, I do. Uh, and I, could, I was on another site letting the uh, people I do the Smoking Gorilla Lounge 
show that they could go preview something and and um, give me their their notes. Notes on what? On the the series, we always you know review the edit and see if we oh, want okay. changes or anything. So, you know, if you're in, if you're into cigar smoking, I know there are a few in our our audience. Uh, the Smoking Grill Lounge on YouTube uh, for a weekly cigar review. There's your plug. There's my plug. All right, so we're at one ten. We wanted to keep uh, it short. Uh, yeah, that one ten's good. I think so. We right. bullshitted enough. Now, before I hit the button to start the out music, remember we have <laughs> we have one minute and one second, and it's actually less because you know we want to have a little bit at the end to you know swell up. You know what I'm saying? So this is directed to Greg. Greg, say your piece, <laughs> and then don't don't tangent again, please. Oh no this, no no production budget this for is, uh, this is my <laughs> this is my fear when we do the outro live. You'll is talk. What, that I'll you, keep you'll talking? talk when it's over. <laughs> I get to start it over again. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Poor baby. All right. So, just if you keep it loud enough and keep it going, then I probably will shut up. All right. Well, here here it goes. Sixty Goodbye. seconds to wrap. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough for you. Goodbye. <laughs> good night. Good night. Say good night. <laughs>